You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 56. And today we are exploring the topic of how to flatten your stomach. Yes, that's right. I get asked this question so much by my community, so I thought I'd hop on the podcast today and discuss it with you. So come on, let's learn some simple, easy tips to help us flatten our midsections. Well, women, it's time for a new perspective on women's health. A time to understand that your greatest wealth is your health. A time to make self-care your number one priority. A time to recognize that good health is the only way to live your best life and do all that you can in this world. So join me on this journey where we'll explore women's health topics from a medical provider's viewpoint, have conversations about everyday healthy lifestyle options, and enjoy interviews with other well women we can all learn from. It's time to demystify women's health and learn practical ways to apply self-care to every part of our lives. This is the Well Woman Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, and all-out women's health enthusiast. So you ready to start the journey? Let's go. Well, hello, well women, and welcome back to another episode. And today we are going to talk about the topic, how to flatten your stomach. And the reason I came up with this topic for today was because I get asked a lot, not only just by my perimenopausal and my menopausal women about how to shrink their stomachs, because during that hormonal flux time, when you're transferring fat from the thighs to the midsection, that usually happens around the perimenopause and the menopause. I get asked that a lot, but I also been getting it asked a lot from a lot of younger women. And I think that it's because just a lot of things that are going on in our society, the way we eat, the lack of exercise and, you know, the extra estrogens that are in everything that we're seeing a more predominance of this abdominal fat, which can lead to some serious health issues. So today I wanted to talk about that topic. So here's what we're going to talk about today in today's podcast. I'm going to give you some fantastic tips to implement to help flatten your stomach. Then we're going to talk about the role of nutrition in creating the midsection that you want, best foods to include in your diet, how staying active and proper exercise leads to great results, how supplements play a role in flattening your stomach, the importance of drinking water. And you know, that's also one of my favorites. And then lastly, we're going to end on how making simple changes and consistency and consistently doing them will lead to a flatter stomach. Okay. So you ready? I've got my notes here and I'm going to try not to make a lot of noise while I'm shuffling through, but let's get started. Okay. The first one is on the role of nutrition in creating your midsection that you want. So first of all, ladies, number one is I want you to think about cutting your calories, but I don't want you to go overboard. So what this means is nobody needs to tell you that if you want to lose weight, that you have to cut some calories. So a popular approach is to reduce what you normally take in a day by 500 to a thousand calories to reduce that in a day. So then you can expect to lose around one to two pounds each week. Don't eat too few calories though, because that can affect your metabolic rate and it can prove to be counter-effective because then your body may think that you're starving and you'll actually be holding on to weight. Okay. Bottom line is don't restrict calories too much for too long. And here's the thing. So what happens is your body is used to the calories that you're eating today, every day that you've been eating it. And in order to kind of like 
tell it that it's needs to do something different, you've got to kind of shock it in a little way. And a shock is by dropping the caloric intake that you're normally doing. So if you are doing 1500 calories, then you want to cut it down to a thousand calories a day so that the body knows that there's something changing and it knows, okay, I've got to get with the program. I've got to increase my metabolic rate. So that's the first thing. Next is I want you to cut refined carbs. When you limit your carb intake, you are giving your body some powerful health benefits, particularly in the weight loss area. Low carb nutrition plans are known to target the fat that is lodged around your organs and which can make your waistline expand. And this is known as the stubborn brown fat. So all you have to do is simply reduce refined carbs with whole food carbs that are not processed. Studies show that people who take in a lot of whole grains are less likely to carry excess abdominal fat than those who eat high diets of refined carbs. Now, I know there's a lot of popular diets out there, and the number one one out there right now is the keto diet. And as you know, if you are a fan of mine, and if you've been listening to the podcast, or you follow us, or you follow me online, that I really don't believe in fad nutrition plans or diets or whatever you want to call them. Because I believe that, you know, restriction is only for a certain amount of time. People really cannot stay on a restricted zone for a long time. And hence, that's why a lot of people fall off. I believe in just eating a bunch of whole foods and eating a healthy diet and implementing a lot of other things in there to make weight loss, you know, achievable. And besides, weight loss is a very individual and it may be different for you than it is for me and things that I need may be different than what you need. So even though your friend may have lost quadruple, quadruple amounts of weight on, you know, keto doesn't mean that you're going to do that. Okay. So you have to look at yourself, your body, what's going on in your life, all kinds of things when we're talking about weight loss. And so here I'm not necessarily talking about keto or restricting your carbs down to a set minimum amount. All I'm asking you to do is to change the kind of carbs that you're eating, eat more whole food carbs than processed carbs, like, you know, your sugars, your white breads, your white pasta, your sodas, things out of a box and eat more whole food, like nuts, legumes, get the fiber from your, um, from your vegetables, things like that. So next is I want you to to avoid calories in liquid form. Stay away from the sugary sodas and the fruit juices, as well as the energy drinks. Why you may ask? Well, they're simply loaded with liquid calories and sugar. It's so easy to down a lot of these liquids, particularly when you are having a really ravaging thirst time. But the thing is with liquid calories, your brain doesn't register them as it does with solid calories. So you're going to end up not only drinking all those calories on top of what you eat, because your body doesn't see sodas or liquid calories as food. So you're still going to be hungry, even though you're drinking those and you're getting sugar from them. Look at it this way. Studies reveal that on a daily serving to your kids of the sugar-sweetened beverages increases their risk of obesity by a huge 60%. So it's not just kids I'm talking about here. I want to make the distinction that it's both. Even though they talk about kids here, it's in adults too. Sugary soda drinks are loaded with fructose and fructose has links to stomach fat gain. So, you know, if you drink soda every day, try cutting it back. I'm not saying, you know, go cold turkey. And if you drink juices, cut them more than half with water and do the same for your children. Kids don't need a whole fruit box, you know, one of those juice boxes of sugar loaded juices, even though it's, you know, in the form of a fruit juice, cut it with water. Everything doesn't have to taste so sweet to be pleasing. And we need to teach that to our children. Okay. Cause we're, 
giving them and teaching them a bad disservice by telling them, oh, everything has to be sweet. You know, here eat candy, here eat juice, here eat sugared cereal, here eat this, you know, and everything is sugar, sugar, sugar. Then they don't really understand, you know, their palates get used to that. They, their palates need to be used to all kinds of different things. Give them sweetness in the form of natural things. The same thing with you. So hence my next point, eat whole single ingredient foods. This is a very good advice as far as nutrition plans go. So I want you to base your diet on eating more whole single ingredient foods. The whole foods are the ones loaded with fiber, nutrients, vitamins, water, and minerals. This makes it difficult to overeat on these foods, and many of them have their own health benefits of helping you to not put weight on. So try and eat plenty of whole grains, legumes, nuts, fruits, veggies, fish, organic dairy, and organic unprocessed lean meats. Okay. And when I'm talking about single ingredient foods, I'm talking things like an apple. Okay. There's one ingredient, apple, broccoli, one ingredient. So anything that's in your produce section, you know, your fruit section or your meat section really doesn't have a lot of labels on it. You find labels on the boxes, the bags, the cans, and all these other kind of things, because they have to start adding things to this in order for them to sit on the shelf. Okay. That's why a can of anything can sit on the shelf for years. But if you buy it, you know, whole food in a bag, or you buy it in your produce section, it tends to rot and you have to eat it or you have to get rid of it. Right. Very big difference there. Next is I want you to practice mindful eating and mindful eating is a technique that will help you manage your emotions and your physical sensation around hunger and food. It involves slowing down, being aware of what you eat without any distractions and actually focusing on your hunger and your eating, only eating until you are full or only eating when you are hungry. Okay. Mindful eating helps you lose weight because it changes your eating behaviors and it reduces stress-related behaviors such as binge eating or emotional eating. Because your behavior is changed, you can mindfully concentrate on what you eat. So for example, if you just ate lunch, and you're not hungry, but your girlfriend happens to call you up 15 minutes later and says, Hey, why don't you join me for lunch? And you go out to lunch with her and you don't want her to sit there eating alone. So you decide, okay, I'm going to order something when you're really not hungry and you eat it anyways, you need to stop doing that. You need to eat only when you are hungry. Okay. And not out of boredom. Like I'm bored. So I'm going to go down. I'm going to check out the refrigerator. That's all not mindful eating. So get in the practice of being mindful. Next is don't swallow gases and air. Okay. Now you're probably thinking, okay, what the heck does that mean, Michelle? All right. That means all the carbonated beverages that you love so much, whether it's soda or it's carbonated water or any of those things, the bubbles have carbon dioxide in them, which is, gets released in the form of liquids in your stomach. And this can cause bloating and stomach distension. The same thing happens when you chew gum, you talk while you're eating, or you drink through a straw. So do away with those habits and you will see how it helps to achieve a flatter stomach. Swap out your carbonated drinks for fresh, clean water. And I'm not saying again that you can't have these things some of the time, but don't make them a daily habit if you want to flatten your stomach. Next, I want you to try intermittent fasting. And this was all the rage for a while there too. All it means is that you're eating a certain method and you rotate between eating and fasting for a period of time. And the science behind it is that you're giving your body a rest and you're allowing um, 
your body to rest. You're not constantly, you know, metabolizing and having your gut turn the food and your metab and your, and your metabolism rate always being turned on. So the most popular one being the 24 hour fast done two to four times a week. So some people fast for a day and they just have nothing except maybe water. Other people do like a, a 11 on, is it 11 on and six on or eight on? And it, it's one of those two things where you eat for a certain period of time from like between 11 and six, and then you don't need anything from six on. So it's rotating it. So intermittent fast, intermittent fasting can help you by giving you fewer calories and people seem to like it more than sticking to the traditional type of diet because you're not really restricting what you eat. You're just restricting the times that you eat. And I'm not going to get into the whole intermittent fasting thing because it's a whole big topic that I might cover here on the podcast, but I'm just giving you a tip of the iceberg here. Next, you just have to cut the sugar. Eating sugar is linked to plenty of nasty diseases, some of which can, which can occur suddenly before it is too late to make the change type two diabetes, heart disease, as well as fatty liver disease is all about eating too much sugar and having too many refined carbs. Studies show direct links between high intakes of sugar and belly fat, and even more so when you drink sugar sweetened beverages that we just talked about. Okay. So there are some nutritional tips and how nutrition creates the midsection that you want and how changing a few things can actually help you get where you want to go. Next, I want to talk to you about best foods to introduce into your diet. All right. So I want you to eat more soluble fibers. Soluble fibers will absorb a lot of water as well as slow down the passing of your food through the digestive tract. This is going to delay your stomach emptying ladies, which in turn causes it to expand to make you feel full. Soluble fibers decrease the number of calories your body absorbs from food as well, and you are less likely to accumulate any fat around your organs, which will reduce waste circumference. Great soluble sources of fibers are flaxseed, oats, legumes, avocados, blackberries, and Brussels sprouts. Protein shakes also work. It's so easy to add an extra protein in your diet. Okay, extra protein boosts your metabolism. It reduces your appetite and it assists with loss of fat, particularly around your stomach area. But you want to also make sure that you're getting a protein shake that doesn't have a lot of carbs or refined sugar in it. All right. So look at the labels. Then I want you to add apple cider vinegar into your diet. And I did a whole blog post about the benefits of apple cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar, or known as ACV, is linked to some impressive health benefits because it contains acidic acid, which reduces body fat accumulation, and it helps detoxify your liver and your gut. Even though human studies on what ACV does for you are not much, there are a couple of great studies showing that when you take just one tablespoon of ACV every day for around 12 weeks, you can reduce your stomach fat by as much as 1.4 centimeters on average. And I usually in the morning, I mix a little bit of apple cider vinegar, a little warm water, and I even use maybe like a little bit of stevia in there just so it's not so bitter for me. And you drink that first thing in the morning, then wait to have your water or your protein shake about a half an hour to 45 minutes after that. Also eating more protein is always the answer to reducing stomach fat. When it comes to weight loss, ladies, protein is the most valuable nutrient. Your body burns a lot of calories when it digests protein more so than fats and carbs. So it makes sense that when high, when you have a high protein diet, you can account for an extra 80 to hundred calories being burned every day. When you eat protein, you reduce your appetite 
because protein makes you feel fuller. And also it helps to maintain muscle during your weight loss. That's a huge plus. Studies show that those who eat more protein have similar, have, have slimmer waistlines. How much protein you need depends on certain factors though. Okay. And those factors are your age, your activity level, and your gender. Generally, you should try and get around 20 to 30% of your calories from protein every day. So you just have to look at number one, how old you are, how much you're expanding in your exercise program. Like me right now, I'm eating a lot of protein because I'm really working out. I'm doing a lot of cardio and I'm doing a lot of muscle building because that's where I'm at in my workout program. So you have to adjust things. Like I said, there's not a one size fits all for everybody with anything. Okay. Because we are all individual. Next thing is eggs are an excellent choice. As mentioned above, protein is vital if you want to lose stomach fat. Eggs, which are high in protein, have some special weight loss properties. It is a highly nutritious food and only contains around 77 calories. When you eat eggs for breakfast, when it forms part of your calorie restricted, you know, nutritional intake, you could cause up to 65% greater weight loss in just eight weeks compared to other food intakes at breakfast time. An egg breakfast can significantly reduce your calorie intake for the next 24 hours because eggs are so filling. Eggs are known to be highly effective at reducing the size of the waist compared to foods that have the same caloric content. So you'll see a lot of pe people eating hard boiled eggs. Just watch the yolk though. Eat more of the white than you do the yolk because all the protein is in the white part. So next is green tea is a huge plus, but also drink your coffee unsweetened if you drink coffee. Did you know that unsweetened coffee and green tea are among the healthiest beverages in the world? Yes, I said coffee. Drinking coffee is noted to increase the number of calories you burn, and similarly, drinking green tea does the same thing. Studies also show that when you drink coffee and tea, you stand the chance of reducing your risk of accumulating belly fat, naturally trimming your waistline. And we talked about green tea before. It has a lot of great benefits, and coffee also has a lot of health benefits, okay? I'm just saying, you know, I wouldn't sit there and drink, you know, coffee that has a loaded with sugar or go to Starbucks and get your, you know, three lattes a day. We're not talking about that type of coffee. We're talking about straight coffee, you know, adding a little bit of, you know, stevia, if you can do that, or adding just a teeny bit of natural sugar, if you need to do that. If you have to load your coffee drinks up with so much sugar stuff, then you shouldn't even be drinking them at all. Coffee's not your thing then. Next, I want you to replace bad fats with some coconut oil. Coconut oil has a unique blend of fatty acids so rich in medium chain triglycerides. If you replace some of your dietary fats with coconut oil, you're going to see an increase in your energy and it's going to make you feel fuller. Coconut oil is actually known to reduce waste, I mean, body waste fat around your stomach more than any other type of fat. So I want you to give it a try. Just remember that it contains nine calories per gram. So don't over add it to your diet, but replace it with other fats that you're already consuming. So next, I want to talk to you about how staying active and the proper exercises can lead to even greater results. All right. So the first one I want to talk to you about is cardio exercise. When you do aerobic or cardio exercises, you are burning calories and you're also improving your overall heart health. Not only that, your midsection is strengthened, which reduces your waistline. Do around 150 to 300 minutes of moderate to high intensity aerobic exercises every week. That estimates around to 20 to 40 minutes of cardio or aerobic exercise a day. 
These can be brisk walking, running, rowing, or cycling. I take spin class three times a week now. I put it back into my, into my program. Okay. So start doing some cardio to start burning some of those calories. Also try some resistance training. When you're watching your nutrition and you want to watch, you know, what you're intaking, a common side effect is a loss of muscle mass, which can be pretty detrimental to your metabolic rate because muscle burns more than fat. So when you lose muscle mass, it decreases the number of calories you burn every day. Doing some form of resistant exercise will help to prevent this muscle loss and help you maintain your metabolic rate. With resistant training, you'll be noticing a tightening in your midsection as well as reducing your waist size. When you combine resistant training with aerobic exercise, this proves to be a very effective for slimming your stomach fast and effectively. So again, resistance training is, you know, lifting some weights. So when you combine lifting weights with cardio, you're doubling, you know, the chance of getting that waistline that you want. So next is standing exercises are better than sitting ones. And what this means is when you perform exercises while you're standing, you derive more benefits than if you were sitting or even using weight machines. When you stand, you activate more muscles, which helps you to maintain your balance and hold you upright and hold your weight. And therefore more energy is spent working out. So my trainer has me doing this all the time. We're always like in an upward position. And if we go from one exercise to another, he's always having me lift a heavy ball and carry it from one side of the gym to the other side of the gym to keep the metabolic rate going. Studies show that standing exercises increased more muscle activation by seven to 25% when compared to sitting. Also standing exercises improve your breathing over sitting ones as well. So there's some great facts for that. Next is 30 minutes of walking every day shows amazing benefits. When combined with a good nutrition habit and a good exercise program, you are on the way to achieving your weight loss dreams, ladies, and improving your overall health in the process as well. So regularly doing brisk walking for 30 to 45 minutes, or say about 7,500 steps a day, if you want to significantly reduce your tummy fat is the target you want to be aiming for. You can download a walking app and you can try to get to a thousand steps a day. But I also was talking to my group about this too. I was reading an article about 10,000 steps that it really doesn't matter if you do 10,000 steps or not. That's an arbitrary number that they just came up with. Basically just getting out there and moving is the most important thing. So I don't care if you do 5,000 steps, you do 2,000 steps or wherever you are and you're just beginning, because if you are just beginning, you are not going to be walking a thousand steps a day, 10,000 steps a day. I mean, so I just want you to get out there and start moving your body. Next is high intensity training works to give you a flat stomach. Okay. So other, another name for it is called HIT. It's about intense exercising, like jump roping, running or rowing, etc. You have short breaks in between. So you go, 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 go. Then you stop and you slow down for a little bit. Then you go, 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 go. And then you slow down and then you go. These types of high intensity exercises will make your body burn up more fat and it will increase your metabolic rate. You can even, if you started doing hit, you could even do more hit and you could actually eliminate getting on any of those machines, cardio machines at the gym. Okay. That they are super effective for slimming the waistline. And that means your stomach and just decide high intensity exercise takes up way less time than any other exercise as it can easily be done in 10 to 20 minutes. 
So, cause you're going for burst of energy, slowing down, and you only have to do that for a short amount of time. That's why like if you jump rope, you're going to burn so many calories in a shorter period of time than if you went running or if you just got on one of those machines. Next is strengthen your core. Yes, ladies, crunches and other abdominal exercises, even though we may not like it, are going to benefit you and help you get that desired flat stomach. Your health will improve greatly and you will definitely improve your appearance. When you do regular core exercises, you are strengthening your abdominal muscles, which help also to prevent backaches, which can result from weak posture. When you have a strong core, you improve your posture and you build up your spine. Okay. You're, you straight away look taller and more confident. That means that your belly muscles are also strengthened to hold in the belly and help you look leaner. Try and do core exercises that will engage all your core muscles. Those that can be planks or pull-ups or sit-ups. Those are all good, but you got to get in that core exercise. Even though we hate it, it's not the most favorite thing that I like doing at the gym either. I don't think anybody does, but you got to start doing it. But most importantly is just to keep active. Like I just said earlier, sneak more more activities in your day, ladies. This can be walking or standing or just moving around just by throwing in these extra few activities. Instead of just sitting around, you can burn calories by five times. Try and make it your goal to walk around while you're, while you're talking on the phone or you're standing regularly while you're at your job, move, get up behind your computer and start being active. Go on a walk for lunchtime. Go on a walk on your way home. Take your dogs for a walk. Take your kids or your grandkids and always take the stairs as often as you can park as far away as you can and walk to places. Get used to that. You know, we've got to get ourselves back into exercising and thinking that it's, that that's something we need to do and we should be doing. Okay. Next, I want to talk to you about how supplements play a role in flattening your stomach. All right. Number one, taking probiotics is a top priority. Probiotics are live bacteria and they play a big role in weight loss and also maintaining your weight. People who are overweight seem to have a different composition of gut bacteria than normal weighted people do which can influence weight gain and fat distribution. Regular taking in probiotics might shift the balance towards beneficial gut flora and might reduce the risk of weight gain and accumulation of that fat around your abdominal cavities. There are strains of probiotics that are really effective. Okay. And I like getting a probiotic that has more strains than not. Okay. And good one, a good probiotic that I absolutely love is from garden for life. It was formulated by a a gut doctor. It happens to have um, lactobacillus grassi. It has lactobacillus fermentum. It has lactobacillus. um, I think I'm saying this right. Amylovorus. So get a good probiotic. Okay. Formulated good. And I, and the one that's made by garden for life, I love it too, because it's shelf stable. That means that you don't have to keep it in the refrigerator anymore. Also probiotic foods like kefir, yogurt, kimchi, tempeh, pickles, and sauerkraut are great. If you buy a supplement, just make sure you you choose one that contains the strains mentioned above and that you get a good one. Remember, I'm always saying that if you're going to take supplements, take quality supplements. All right. Next, I want you to get in omega fatty acids. So don't ignore fatty fish in food or supplementation form. It is recommended that everyone eats fatty fish at least once or twice a week. It is exceptionally healthy and rich in essential omega-3 fatty acids, and it's high in protein. 
Once again, ladies, protein assists with weight loss and studies show that omega-3 fatty acids help with the reduction of fat in the liver as well as the abdominal cavity. If you can't face the fish, try supplementation and it's vital for your diet because ladies, we do not make omega-3 fatty acids. So you, the only way that you can get them is through food or supplementation. But again, make sure that you are taking a quality, quality supplement omega-3 fatty acid. You know where it's coming from. If, it, if you are doing a non-vegan form, you want to make sure that the fish is quality fish where they're extracting it from. Or if you're doing a vegan form, then you want to make sure that you're taking a good vegan form too. I take the one from Juice Plus because it's all natural, it's vegan, and I just, I just love it. Okay, so next I want to talk to you about the importance of drinking water. All right, this is not a big, huge topic here, but it's one that I always preach, okay? You need to drink plenty of water, okay? So here are four ways water helps to flatten your stomach. Number one, it temporarily increases your metabolic rate, especially if you drink it cold, and I learned this from my weight loss trainer, my weight, she's not a weight loss trainer. She's my trainer. And she taught me that years ago, especially if you have, if you put ice cubes in it, cold water increases your metabolic rate. Number two, it increases your total energy expenditure by up to a hundred calories a day. Wow. That's pretty good too. Drinking water before you eat makes you feel fuller so that you will eat fewer calories at mealtimes. And that's number three. And number four, it helps to relieve constipation and thus reduce belly bloating. I have so many patients, I cannot tell you that when I ask them, how often do you have a bowel movement? They tell me, oh, I have one a day. Oh, I have one every three days. Oh, maybe once a week. Ladies, no, you need to be moving your bowels several times a day because you want to get that food out of your gut. And that will also help you to have a flatter stomach. All right. So the last section that I want to talk to you about is how making simple changes and consistently doing them will lead to a flatter stomach. All right. So the first one is, what do you think? Take a wild guess. If you know me, you probably know this one. It's reduce your what? Your stress. Absolutely. And you know that we did a whole podcast series, three parts on reducing your stress. We all at some time in our lives, ladies, experience stress and anxiety, but unfortunately stress is very common and most, most people experience it every single day. Stress is the reason behind many of the diseases we get. And it is also reason why many people get into binge eating, emotional eating, and even eating without even being hungry because they are stressed out and they're sending out all these chemical signals to their brain. When you are stressed, cortisol, the stress hormone gets produced. It often increases your appetite, leading to especially fat stomachs, which can be pretty harmful in women who have large waistlines already. Try some stress relieving activities like yoga, meditating, exercise, reading, just calming your mind down. Next, I want you to track what foods you take in. If you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to slim down your stomach, a good idea is to track what you eat. And this goes back to when we're talking about reducing our caloric intake daily by 500 points. How do you know 
what you need to reduce or how many you need to reduce if you don't track your food. So it's going to take some time initially. You're going to have to track your calories and see how many calories that you're consistently eating on a day so that you know how to lower it by 500 calories, right? So a really effective way to count your calories is to just jot them down in a daily food diary and do this for about a week. That way you get a consistent idea of what you're eating every day. It's not necessary to do it all the time, but just try to do it for a few days in a row every other week or so, so that you get a good idea again of what you're taking in so that you know what you need to take out. Okay. This will make you more aware of the food that you're putting in your mouth. And when you become more aware, ladies, what does that lead to? That leads to more mindful eating. So all of these tips that I'm talking to you about today to get a flat tummy, all interwine and play off of each other. You know, drinking more water, tracking your food intake, mindful eating, you know, getting more exercise, changing, you know, supplements, all that, they all play in and interact together. So when you combine them, instead of just doing, okay, I'm going to do one, or I'm going to do two, when you combine all of them, you're going to see so, so better results faster. If that's, if that's a way to put it. Okay. All right. So Number, the next one I want to talk to you about is sleep because sleep is so important and it counts too. You need to get sufficient amounts of sleep, period. End of story. It is very important if you want to lose any kind of weight or if you just want to be healthy in general. Studies repeatedly show how less than five hours a night in adults and less than 10 hours a night for children increases the risk of gaining weight. Sleep deprived people stand the chance of becoming obese by as much as 55%. That's because your hormones are, your hormones for sleep are all thrown off. And when you are tired and you're fatigued, you tend to not follow a very good nutrition plan and you tend not to go to the gym or do any form of exercise because you're exhausted. So make sure that you're getting enough sleep. Next, hold back on any kind of alcohol or an abundance of it. Alcohol is plain out fattening. Okay. It contains calories for each gram you drink. Simply put ounce for ounce of alcohol is the same as drinking sugary soft drinks. Red wine contains double that. So moderate drinking won't really affect your weight too much, but when it becomes heavy drinking or daily drinking, you're definitely going to pick up an extra calorie here or there, and you're going to put on extra weight over that stomach area. If you long for that flat stomach, ladies, you have to reduce or skip out entirely on alcoholic drinks just for the period of time that you're trying to lose weight. Alcohol is empty calories. Again, even though it makes us feel good, it's empty calories, just like soda. And it really has no beneficial effects. I mean, yes, red wine, because it has resveratrol in it. So don't go giving me the, you know, the, how healthy it all is. I get it. And how coffee is healthy, but you know, wine isn't, I'm not saying that I'm just saying here, you know, drink responsibly and drink in limited amounts, not all the time, especially if you want to get that flattened tummy that I know all of you want to get. So looking back at all the things that we've talked about today, okay, there are so many wonderful strategies that I've given you that you can set as your goal for achieving a flatter stomach. Like I talked about earlier, when you incorporate some or all of the tips that I've mentioned today into your daily life and routine, you are just going to begin to start seeing the start of a six pack ab if that's what you want, or at least a flatter, leaner stomach. Overall, you will feel like a million dollars. Okay. And of course it will take time and effort to achieve it. But the bottom line is it really needs to become a lifestyle ladies. Like I always talk about just like anything else, but you will really benefit from the rewards. Even if you try for a few months, 
it is all worth it in the end. Okay. This is all part of a health journey. So getting to a flatter stomach is just like all the other things I talk about to get your body healthy. It's a journey. You start here and you keep progressing and you move forward. So I hope that you really enjoyed all the things that we talked about today in our topic about how to get a flatter stomach. So please leave me a rating and review over on iTunes. Leave us a comment by joining our Well Woman 360 Facebook group. Um, let me know what you like about the podcast. If there's any future topics that you want to talk about, if you have any future further questions about this, I would greatly um, love to hear them and discuss it with you there. And anywhere else you can also leave, I don't know, you can't leave comments on iTunes. Oh, you can leave likes and you can leave ratings, but you can't leave comments. Maybe one day they'll come up with comments there. So again, ladies, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. And I hope that you have a richly blessed week and bye for now.